one, year number four. It's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 281 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Thrilled that you're checking out the episode. I'm going to be jumping into my tips for round 22. And in a few moments, I'll be joined by my mate Mick Aussie from up in Edmonton. And we will dive into his tips, his takes on the week, as well as another foray into whether or not he can decipher some of the... Uh, terms that I have for him this week after last week, uh, him going two for five on uh, some of the terminology that we had there. So ladies and gents, don't forget that if you're interested in having your local footy club getting a shout out during an upcoming episode, make sure you give me a, uh, a mention on uh, my socials, reach out to me by email, yankonthefooty@gmail.com. head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com. I love being able to highlight those local clubs. Now, today's club of the episode are the Lincoln South Eagles of the Port Lincoln Football League in South Australia. Now, the club was formed back in 1946, uh, combining three different clubs post-World War II, uh, including the Waybacks, the Tasmans, and Lincoln South. The club won the, the premiership in their league the uh, first year back into the comp in 46, and have gone on to win another 11 over the years. They're sitting at number two on the ladder right now. Now, a few days ago, they uh, held their annual family day, and I was checking out their uh, Facebook page as well as their website. They went to the Makira Station Koala Sanctuary, and it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. looks absolutely gorgeous there. Uh, some great images that they shared. Uh, looks like they're doing some awesome work at the uh, sanctuary. And I know that the wildlife was terribly impacted throughout much of Australia with the wildfires a couple of years ago. Now, this weekend, the club squares off against the Boston Tigers at the Pool Oval. And then following that, the club is hosting its LSFC and SMNC annual ball at 7 p.m. And I want to wish the Eagles the absolute best the rest of the way. Now, it's looking more and more likely that uh, Damian Hardwick might be cutting short his... uh, culinary school that he seems to be taking in Italy right now, learning how to cook pasta or whatever he's doing there, vacationing, I don't know. Um, It's sounding as though it's an inevitability that he is going to be signing a lengthy deal to become the next coach of the, next senior coach of the Gold Coast Suns. Now, I'm, I'm not necessarily in the camp that Stuart Dew needed to go. Um, That's, you know, not my place to say, but, uh, I think if you can get someone with his pedigree, you have to try to do it. Um, but as a, if I was a Richmond supporter, and, and, and I'm not, the, the, the black and yellow, if you're an NFL fan, you know I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, you know why that was never going to happen. Uh, if you're a Richmond supporter, and he stepped away from your club mid-season, telling you he's burned out, he needed to break, that sort of thing. And that may very well have been true. Are you a little frustrated by the fact that he's very likely jumping right back into the coaching ranks the following year? I mean, he's not uh, 
he's not taking a year or two off. He's not, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, j- I just wonder. And I, and I do have to, to say that, uh, I do, I do appreciate the, uh, the comments from my mate Orville Gibson up in, uh, Queensland. He sent me a note overnight. Um, as, as many of you know, who follow the podcast, I, I enjoyed, and I'm not doing it now because he's no longer there. I enjoyed sledging on Richmond from time to time, especially, you know, hearing the complaints about having to play the occasional game at Marvel Stadium because it's such a long trip from Punt Road to Marvel Stadium. Those arduous road trips for the Tigers were so, so detrimental to that club and their success over the last several years. But Orville, uh, hypothesized that it's just going to be a matter of time before uh, Hardwick starts whinging about having to make those long treks to go play the Lions at the GABA. Now, I wish I had thought of that, and I might have eventually, but uh, Orville kind of cheated a little bit, and he went ahead and mentioned it to me while I was sleeping. Uh, So I wanted to give credit where credit is due. Uh, I think that's pretty funny. Um, It's... uh, you know, I think he'll be successful there. I think it's some great young talent at that club, and uh, and I look forward to seeing what happens again. I remember I tipped Gold Coast to play finals this year, and yeah, theoretically they still have an outside shot at doing that. I I don't think it's going to happen though. But if we look at the ladder right now, we see that the uh, the top four sides are pretty much etched in rapidly drying cement. But who's going to end up in those spots? That's another story. You know, you got three cities competing for that second home prelim. You know, Melbourne has jumped into the number two spot with a percentage just a little, you know, above the Lions. And Port Adelaide is going to need to win like an extra game over both the D's and the Lions if they want to get back to their number two spot. I mean, they've lost four in a row here. They're not exactly sprinting towards finals here. Melbourne, on the other hand, is doing just that, although they're getting ready to run into that buzzsaw that wears navy blue right now this weekend. But, you know, if you look at it legitimately, all the way down to number 14, theoretically, you could make an argument for the 14th spot, Gold Coast possibly finding their way into finals if they could win three in a row and other things happened. Now, I've not done the squiggle thing to see if they could actually get there or not, so I could be wrong, but, you know, at least looking at it on paper, this is going to be a fantastic final three weeks to the uh, to the fixture here. So let's go ahead and jump into my tips for this week. And uh, you'll have to let me know where I'm wrong. And many of you are going to think I'm probably wrong on the first game of the round. you got Collingwood hosting the Cats at the MCG. There are injuries all over the place. Starting with the Brownlow favorite, Nick Dacos. Uh, Nick Dacos out. Uh, Tom Hawkins still out. Mark Blissavs, who I think might even be a bigger loss to the Cats than... Uh, than Hawkins, and I know that you know somebody who's kicked as many goals as he has. That's kind of maybe sacrilegious for me to say that. Um, yeah, I, I would argue, and as a cat supporter, full disclosure, I would say that if you were going to put together a list of underachieving clubs this year, I think the Cats have to be in one of the top two spots there. I think you put Fremantle there, of course, but I think the Cats have to be there as well. Uh, yeah, and again, they've had a lot of injuries. And I know West Coast supporters, I'll shut up about injuries, but the, you know, I think we're seeing the, the impact that Cam Guthrie actually had on this midfield because we haven't seen him all year. And uh, I'm really wondering whether or not they're, they're 
holding him out this year till his hair grows back in. I don't know if there's some sort of a Samson-esque kind of thing going on right here now where he cut his hair off and he became a weaker player. I don't know. But uh, I'm hoping he can sneak back in here the last maybe round or two. Um, and we'll see what happens, though. Um, but, you know, if there's an opportunity for the Cats to, you know, to get one over on the Pies, this is it. You're missing Dacos. You, you know, you're missing um, side bottom is out. Ash Johnson's been omitted. Um, Jack Henry, of course, had the 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 foot injury. He's going to be out probably the rest of this year. Um, be interesting to see what happens with Ollie Henry this week after his what four or five goals last week. What will the reception be like uh, back at the MCG against his old uh, his old side? Um, Brandon Parfitt's a sub for the Cats. Shannon Neal is in for the Cats. I believe that's the first time he's played all year. Billy Frampton, Will Hoskin, Elliott in as well. Um, you know, the Pies have been scuffling a little bit. They've lost a couple games in a row. And again, this is still a really good side, but, you know, Scotty Pendlebury is a fantastic player. Heart and soul of this club, I think. Um, the steel, steel side bottom is in many ways kind of the glue that... Uh, that holds the club together or the, uh, the rhythm guitar, if you will, that helps to make the club sound great. He's not there this week. You know, I, 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 I'm going again with my heart this week. I did it last week with the cats facing off against Port Adelaide. I'm going with my heart again this week, you know, mainly because it's a, Hey, the cats got to win this one. If they want to play finals, I'm going with the cats to win this one by less than a goal. I, I, I don't know. I just think uh, Patty Dangerfield's going to have a, a, an, an awesome game. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to this one. And I will be able to watch this one live because this one's going to be uh, tomorrow morning at uh, 5, I believe 5.50 a.m. for me. So I will be up after a very short sleep after my night at work. And then I start my uh, first announcing gig of the year this year as well. And then we head to Marvel for... North Melbourne hosting Essendon. And and we'll get into some of the retirements here uh, when we talk to Mick, but you know, there's a couple of them that have happened here with the uh, the Ruse, which you know helps to make this club even younger, but it does not help them in terms of the experience that they desperately need as well. Now, before their squeaker of a win last week against the Eagles, you know, the Bombers had lost five out of six and they tumbled all the way down to twelfth on the ladder. The Ruse have a couple key cogs stepping away, as I mentioned. We'll get into that. And I think this is going to be competitive here. Um, Jai Caldwell, Alwyn Davy Jr. is a sub. Jai Caldwell's out. Will Snelling in for Essendon. Will Phillips omitted. Robert Hansen Jr. omitted. Charlie Lazaro omitted. George Wardlaw, Ben Cunnington. There's one of the names who's stepping away from the game. Are in for North Melbourne. I think this is going to be a competitive game. But I think that the Bombers are going to get themselves across the line. I, I don't think they're going to find themselves or allow themselves to get into a position where they, they almost lose to a club who's competing for the wooden spoon. So I'm going with the Bombers to win this one by eight. I I, I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. And then we head to the SCG, and the Swans you know, have been a pleasant surprise later in the season. They've resurrected their season, and they have a legitimate shot of playing finals this year after starting with only three wins in their first nine games. I mean... You got nine games into this this uh, fixture this year, and you looked at the ladder and you saw the Swans sitting at three and nine. Go ahead, put your hands up. How many of you thought, "Oh, they got a shot still at playing finals this year"? I didn't. I thought they were done. I really did. I thought the Cats might have been done as well. 
and they still might be. You know, Gold Coast has beaten some quality sides this year, looking at you cats. And uh, while I tip them to play finals this year, I don't think they're that they are going to get there, but not all is lost, okay? You know, by the time this is posted and this episode is out, they may have a new senior coach for next year. Um, Hayden McLean's playing game 50 for the Swans. Ryan Clark omitted. Braden Campbell suspended. Matt Roberts is in. Sam Day is playing game 150 for the Suns. He's back in because Ben King is out with a little bit of a knee twinge. Uh, James Cetus is the sub. Will Powell is injured. Tuke Miller's back. Uh, as I mentioned, Sam Day's there as well. Um, I think uh, Tuke Miller is going to probably be instructed to uh, to play that. Uh, I think it's the Georgia Satellites that uh, had the song, Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Um, I'm going with the Swans to win this one by 11 and officially end the Gold Coast pursuit of a finals position. I think at home, the, sw- the Swans are beginning to peak. This uh, And it may be too late, but they're playing some good football. And, and while nobody wants to see a player of the caliber, you know, one of the greatest of all time, and I was only following the game for six or seven years during his career, but somebody as awesome as Buddy Franklin, nobody wants to see him step away from the game. I mean, it's going to ultimately happen, and it is happening, but are the Swans playing with a little less pressure on them now? Because, and again, I've never played the game, and Many of you have been following the game your entire lives. You know infinitely more about it than I do. So I'm, I'm hypothesizing here. Is the pressure off of some of the Swans players that felt that they had to get the ball into Buddy's hands more often than not? Now that and, and Buddy Franklin was not the the uh, the NBA three point shooter you know, post-up jump shooter or whatever you want to call it that, that needed the uh, needed to take 25, 30 shots a game, you know, to, to satisfy his feeling good about himself during the course of a game. But is that pressure off of the Swans now that he has stepped away? I don't know the answer to that, and that's why I'm asking all of you to, to maybe share with me on, on my socials what you think about that. But like I said, I'm going with the Swans to win this one by 11. And then we head to the Gabba with Brisbane hosting Adelaide. And the Lions have got a, a great opportunity to try to secure a home prelim if they can pocket a couple more wins. The Crows have been up and down a bit this year, but they still have a very decent shot at playing finals. I don't think that this one's going to help them, though. Uh, Chase Jones injured. Josh Rochelle omitted for the Crows. That's a big one. Luke Pedler back in for the Crows. Connor McKenna playing game 100. Hugh McCluggage playing game 150. Darcy Ford omitted. Jasper Fletcher omitted, and Oscar McInerney back in for Brisbane. I'm going with Brisbane to win this one by 14 at home and get themselves one step closer to maybe playing a home prelim. And then we head to what is going to be, I think, the game of the round. You know, cats and pies, a little tarnished by the injuries. But we've got Carlton hosting Melbourne at the MCG, and this is a game I will be listening to at work. Um, this one starts at 5.30 a.m. my time. My workday begins at 6 a.m. that Saturday morning. So I'll have this one on the, I'll have the radio on on my phone listening to this while I'm out uh, doing some work is before the amusement park opens up. I've got um, 
five more days of work before I scale back to maybe one day of work at the amusement park. I mean, my, my regular job as a teacher begins. Um, the Blues have won seven in a row, the D's five in a row. And again, that, that D's winning streak, I'm not saying that there's a, a correlation or a, you know, a connection here, but Peps from the Lace Out podcast leaves and the D's come back and win that game at the Siren. And they've won every game since then. I'm wondering if the D's are going to ask Peps to stay home and just watch it on television. No, actually, I hope he's there, and I hope he has a hell of a time. And I cannot wait to see the the video after the club uh, plays, whether they win or lose. Now, there are a couple key injuries on both sides. Um, Ed Kurnow is the sub for Carlton. Harrison Petty injured. James Harms omitted. Michael Hibbard's the sub. Clayton Oliver back in, as is Brody Grundy. So we're going to find out whether that time spent in the VFL with Casey has worked out. I don't know. Are we going to pencil Brody Grundy in for four goals? Well, I'm going with Melbourne to win this one by seven. I just think they're going to pump the brakes on Carlton. And again, Carlton is kind of the club I like to give a little bit of a hard time to. And that goes back to uh, the timing of, of hiring Michael Voss as senior coach. I love to just kind of poke fun at that. And then we head out to Optus for the Eagles hosting Fremantle. Brennan Cox playing game 100 for Fremantle. Ethan Hughes injured. Neil Erasmus omitted. Carl Warner is back in for Fremantle. Ryan Merrick, Jack Williams, Greg Clark um, listed as out. Greg Clark is a sub. Jermaine Jones, Sam Petrescu-Seaton in for the Eagles. Now, the Eagles got themselves a bit of a moral victory, battling back to where they lost by only one to Essendon. Uh, the Dockers have dropped five out of six, and, and let's just put it out there. You know, in the game they won, they thumped the Cats in Geelong. I wish they'd have lost that one too, of course, but uh, they're out. They're done for this year. And I did not tip Fremantle to play finals this year, so I got that one right. Got the Collingwood one wrong, though. Um, I'm going for what you might call a bit of a minor upset here. I'm going with the Eagles to win this one by eight against the Dockers. I just think that with the the names that have stepped away that the club is going to want to pull, you know step up and perform for them again you know they're not they're not listed as as playing i mean it's just kind of like an immediate retirement which is uh it's one of those things that doesn't happen too terribly often in american sport where they you know the player says i'm going to step away from the game and it it means the last game was the last one i'm playing sometimes there's that farewell tour if you will um, but not here because, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. I don't know how receptive the, uh, Dockers supporters that were there would be for the Eagles players who are retiring. So then we go to the university of Tasmania with Hawthorne hosting the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs have won four out of six. They've got a great opportunity to solidify their finals position this week. They got the Hawks this week, the Eagles next week. Um, Jai Newcomb playing game 150. James Warple playing game 100. That should have happened already. Cam McKenzie's a sub. Bailey McDonald, Jai Sarong, Carl Amon, and Ned Long are in. Anthony Scott, Jason Johansson injured. Oscar Baker, Luke Cleary, Jordan Sweet, Buku Kamas, and Alex Keith are in for the Bulldogs. Now, I am somebody who really thinks highly of the Bulldogs. I really do. I think this is a really good side. But having watched what Hawthorne did last week to the Pies, 
I'm really curious to see whether or not they can carry that forward into another week playing a quasi-home game away from Melbourne. And for that reason, I'm going with Hawthorne to win this one in an upset as well. I'm going with the Hawks to beat the Bulldogs by nine. Now, part of me thinks that because Hawthorne is has played some competitive footy. I mean, they, they, they've kind of played, in a way, they've played a little bit like the, the Giants have played this year, although they have not been able to put the, the wins together like the Giants have. But then the other part of me is like, the Bulldogs are in front of your cats, and you got to start tipping against some clubs if you think your club's going to play finals. And again, I'm not convinced the cats are playing finals this year, but uh, i got to tip against somebody there. But I just, I just think the Hawks might be able to steal this one. Because uh, I think they re- might be ready to make another bit of a leap forward next year as well. And then we go to St. Kilda hosting Richmond. Uh, Anthony Caminiti has been omitted for St. Kilda. Ben Patton, Jack Billing, Sebastian Ross, Tim Member are in. Jacob Hopper injured. Noah Cumberland injured. Dustin Martin, Dylan Grimes, Hugo Ralph Smith, Samson Ryan, and Thomas Dow all in for Richmond. Now, I think it's safe to say that the Saints might be the most disrespected club by more people than anybody this year. They're still sitting at seventh, you know, but they're only two to four points ahead of the next five clubs. Now they're walking a tightrope here. They could they could seriously just you know trip and fall and drop out of finals. But they've been there all year long, and when you look at clubs, you know, when you look at organizations doing their power rankings and such, they continually put the Saints outside the finals, not even in the top eight, down to like 10, 12, 14. I think they're a better side than that. I mean, remember, this club started with a, a crap ton of injuries themselves this year. So, you know, with Hopper out, with Rioli out, I, I just, uh, you know, Cumberland being out, I just have this funny feeling that the Saints are going to get this one done as well. I'm going with the Saints to beat Richmond by 11. Again, you know, this one is at Marvel as well. And, yeah, I know Dima's not going to be there, but uh, maybe some residual Dima will be there. Maybe Dusty will still have one of those Lego pieces stuck in it, you know, in between his toes or something like that. And then we get to the last game of the round at the Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide hosting GWS. Jackson Mead omitted. Riley Bonner omitted. Trent McKenzie is injured. Alira Lear, Jeremy Finlayson, Kane Farrell, Lockie Jones, Miles Bergman, and Quentin Narkel all in or listed on the extended interchange. Toby McMullen is debuting for the Giants. Brent Daniels suspended. Toby Bedford suspended. Connor Stone, Jacob Weir, Josh Fahey, and Matt Flynn in for the Giants. The Giants are clinging on to the eighth spot, which I don't think any of us had the Giants playing finals this year. And Port is in the midst of a four-game losing streak after starting the year 14-2. and two. Um, I'm going to go with the home squad here. I've got Port Adelaide taking this one by 10. I just think, you know, if the players that they have listed coming back in, come back in, I, I think that they're too strong a side. And at home, they're not going to get torn apart. Okay, I know, pretty cheesy. But there's my take on the tips. So let's go ahead and uh, jump into my chat with Mick Aussie and let's get Mick's take on it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be joined again by my mate Mick Aussie, who is up with his cup of tea and I've drown uh, down pretty much my cup of coffee and have some water here how you doing this morning man yeah good mate early start but got the football tonight so we're all going what three games left wow exciting in the afl whoever's gonna make the eight very exciting 
So, uh, are the Elks going to win tonight? Oh, oh they put a new kid at quarterback. He might be able to run around a bit, but we come up against the best team. So, no, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> well, okay. That, sorry about that. I, 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 I don't know who is it. BC there? No, it's not BC, is it? Uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we've 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 had a a, a number of retirements that have uh, taken place this week. Um, and, and what I find interesting and, and footy seems to be different than a lot of sport here in the United States is that when, you know, when, and, and at least in North America, like when baseball players announce that they're going to be retiring at the end of a year, they kind of go on that little, if, especially if they're a legendary player, if, if they are a, a buddy Franklin or a Trent Cotchin, you know, a Shannon Hearn, you know, uh, you know, an Isaac Smith, who's won four, you know, premierships that, you know, the clubs that they played against might, you know, give them some sort of a trinket and say, hey, you know, you've been great for the game, that sort of thing. But a lot of these guys, they retire and they say, well, you know, it's effective last game, so I'm not playing anymore. It's 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 interesting how that 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 dichotomy between the, you know, the the types of games there. Yeah, well, it's only the real legends that get a big farewell, I suppose. Um yeah, I suppose it's different, but then you look at some players in America totally overdo it, and one of my favorite, well, my favorite basketballer ever, R.I.P. Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, he's went on forever, it seemed to. So it, it it just changes, and it is what it is, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, you yeah, Isaac Smith, Trent Koch, and Ben Cunnington, Jack Zebel, both stepping down from North. So North who's desperate for veteran leadership is going to have even less of it next year now. So, you know, will, is it possible for North Melbourne to regress from where they oh, are, <laughs> but it's going to, yeah. I, I wonder, and you know, you've had, you know, you've, uh, you know, Shannon Hearn uh, from West coast also stepping aside. Uh, um, Andrew Phillips is uh, stepping away from Essendon as well. So, you know, you got you got a lot of a lot of big names who've decided to hang up their boots and uh what's well, gonna open up opportunities for for younger players, but uh you know, these are these are names that, you know, if you're a, a you know an early teenager, these 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 men have been your if you're a fan of those those clubs, they've been a state you know, staple in your in on that list for your entire life. Yeah, well I the thing is with the technology and the fitness these days players are playing a little bit longer. Like generally, if you went over back, say 20 years ago, if you played over 30, you were doing really, really well. Uh But we see more, more good players in their early thirties. And I actually didn't hear the Isaac Smith one. I mean, he's a terrific player. He runs Mm -hmm. just beautiful, runs and kicks just unbelievably well. And, uh, yeah, uh, Ben Cunnington, absolute legend. If he'd played at a stronger club, he would have got more publicity. But he was a cancer survivor as well, I believe. Right, he, right. he was absolutely great player for the Ruse, you know, up until recently. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump into the games because there are some really intriguing matchups this week that are going to um, go a long way to figure out whether or not, you know, club x or club y are playing finals so first game of the round which i'll be able to watch in the morning uh collingwood hosting the cats at the mcg and uh nick dacos out for 
what they're saying at least six weeks yeah well 4am my time so i won't be watching but 6am <laughs> your time that's all right yeah look he, he has been unbelievable and when i saw him play one full game i don't know about halfway through the year i i messaged Fremo and said mate this kid he really is unbelievable so we'll be interesting to see how they go and side bottoms out again Magpies were favoured by four and a half. It's dropped to three and a half at the MCG. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to go for an upset, mate. I think your cats are desperate to get a win to keep in touch with the finals, and the Magpies are on a down. I can see the cats winning this. I really can. Yeah, I, I went with the cats as well. It was, again, one of those heart rather than head things there. Or, um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Shannon Neal's coming into play in the forward structure. Hawkins is not going to be back this week. And, you know, they lost Jack Henry as well. And, and I think, and I mentioned in the earlier part here, I, I, yeah, I thought almost that, that, that Mark Butzaz being out is an even bigger loss to the cats than Tom Hawkins being out. Right. You know, I don't know if, I don't know if I was completely off base with that or not, but, uh, and I'm I'm getting adjusted here because I'm I'm working off of two different computers now because I I I got rid of my old laptop that I've been recording on so I'm recording on a new one today or a newer one, so then we've got uh, the ruse hosting Essendon at Marvel. Um, you know I I think this might be a better game than some people think. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, the Bombers look they're they're equal with the Crows in uh 11th spot but their percentage is bad i know they have an easier run home but only winning by one point against the eagles wow ben cunnington they did bring back in so that's good to mm -hmm. see what what a star oh, i could really care for this game bombers were favored by 21 now they're favored by 23 yeah they'll win but let's say the ruse get within that yeah, I I went with the Bombers by eight on this one. I I just I think it's gonna be close. I think you know, but I think you know North is is just as excited about getting to the off season as is West Coast uh, to start retooling and and building even more you know back more than what they have now that they've got a couple extra holes there they need to fill as well. And then we uh, then we head over to the SCG for the uh, the Swans which. Think about this. The Swans started out the year three and nine, and they're still battling for a final spot right now. Yeah, they are, aren't they? They're half a game out. Yeah. And I don't know. I think most, well, I know most people I listened to did pick GWS to beat them, but the Swans beat GWS by 11 points. Oh, you did, did you? Good boy. Good. Pick. No, 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 no. I picked GWS to win. Oh, okay. Well, and. <laughs> I was watching that on TV. I was pretty disappointed with the crowd. What, the Sydney Swans fans couldn't travel out on a train to the western suburbs? What, they're scared to go out there because of the, you know, it's a bit rough out there. But that, that was that was pretty pathetic that they didn't pack out the stadium out there. Swans are favoured by 23. They were favoured by 19. Oh, and your boy, Took Miller's back in. Well, I'll quickly tell this story. So when I was on with Gabe Renzi and last week on Sports Grid, I said 
before the show, I said to Gabe and the producer, hey, do you guys know what a squirrel grip is? <laughs> no, no, they didn't know. They didn't know. So Gabe and Dave, the hosts, they absolutely laughed their head off and they said they were going to use that saying. So they really enjoyed oh, wow. the Aussie slang of the squirrel grip. Swans to win. Yeah, I went with the swans. I just, you know, I, and, you know, it's sounding an awful lot like, uh, by the time this actually gets published, that the Suns might have themselves a new senior coach. Right. You know, uh, you know, they're going to cut, they're going to cut short uh, Dima's, uh, you know, pasta making class that he's taking in Italy or whatever the hell he's doing over there right now. Um, and, you know, but, you know, you're, you're a, you're a, uh, a Crows supporter, but just take off the stripes for a minute. And and don the, the 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 bright yellow sash as a Richmond supporter for just a moment here. No, I can't. Okay, well, okay, but just a hypothetical here. If you were a Richmond supporter, and your your senior coach left your club midseason, I'm burned out. I need a break. I need to get away. And before the season is even over, he has signed on to coach a new club. Are you a little miffed? A little pissed off about that? I think everyone listening now should go back to last week's episode where I said it's a conspiracy. It's, yes. It's, it's yes. rigged. Gil McLaughlin arranged this. Now, I don't know, but yeah, you're right. But no, I'm very skeptical of it. The AFL obviously own the Suns and they want a good coach in there. I don't blame them for that at all because all the millions of dollars I've lost up there, but it seems a very, very bit chunky yeah. slash suspicious yeah. slash rigged to me. Now, I do have – I, I did mention in the earlier uh, portion of this, I had to give credit to my mate Orville, who lives up in Queensland, who sent me a note overnight that said, how how long before before Dima starts complaining about having to make the trips to the GABA? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Success brings yeah. arrogance, and that happened yeah. with him, didn't it? Yeah. So – Speaking of the gabble, we've got Brisbane hosting your crows. Uh, what are you thinking here, sir? Well, <clears throat> I went for one roughie last week, and that was the Dockers to beat the Lions, and they damn well nearly pulled it off. And if Sarong kicked properly near the end instead of doing a little dinky kick and got intercepted, they might have bloody well won. Yeah. Um, Lions are favoured by 20. Now, interesting, Josh Rochelle came back in last week after being suspended and played very average to bad, and he is omitted, so they are dead set serious about this. I would like to pick the Crows. I can't. I think they'll get within 20, and they might be in it right to the last five or so minutes, but the Lions just don't seem to lose up there. And I was listening to someone this week, and they were saying the the ball kind of travels a bit further up there or something like that due to the air. But anyway, Gabba, they're so good at home. Lines to win, but I hope not. It's 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 not due to the uh the ability to conduct um much more intensive squirrel grips in Queensland, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's too funny, eh? <laughs> And then, you know, I, at this, I will be listening to this one on the radio at work on Saturday morning, but Carlton hosting Melbourne. You've got between the two of them having won 12 games in a row, seven for Carlton, five for the D's. And uh, something's going to have to give here. 
This is this is going to be one hell of a matchup. Yeah, absolutely. These were favoured by five. Now they're favoured by nine and a half. Look, they've named Grundy. Who knows about that? Clayton Oliver. Wow, is he finally going to come back in after? Well, it's like ten weeks with a hamstring. Something's gone wrong there. That's that's he obviously just reaggravated it. But maybe there's more to it. Yeah. Oh, look, I think it could be the game of the round. <clears throat> Blues, yeah, going on very nicely, aren't they? I'll, I'll tip the Ds, but wouldn't be surprised if the Blues got up and won. I wouldn't either, but I, you know, because you look at it right now, you know, you've got, you know, you got, I think we can safely say that, you know, the Pies are probably locked into the number one spot unless they fall off a cliff this last three weeks. The other three sides are going to have to really go on a run. But, you know, You've got you've got three cities, you know, that are competing for that that second home prelim, you know, because it could be Melbourne, it could be Brisbane, could be Port Adelaide. I know you're hoping it's not them, but their their percentage sucks, quite frankly. Port Adelaide's does. I mean, it's only 108, and you're sitting top four, and you're only at a percent. You know, it's uh okay, maybe it doesn't suck. It's just not it's not as nearly as good as the other ones here. But you know, the Blues are not going to be able to catch them because they're they're far too many points behind. They're ten points behind them on the ladder, but, uh, you know, I, I went with the D's on this one as well. I just, I do think this is gonna be a one heck of a game though, but it's, uh, that, uh, Kernow and Stephen May clash ought to be a heck of a lot of fun to listen to since I won't be watching it. I'll be listening. Yeah. And I also heard this week that a guy, I believe it's Cottrell for the blues. They reckon he ran 16.4 kilometers during the game last week. They must have trackers on them. That, that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. It's an extra kilometer more than anyone else. That that's quite amazing. Sixteen point four kilometers. Wow. Well, they, yeah, they've got those. They've got those little devices they put in the back of their jumpers. Yeah. Yeah, which you know, which I think you know, it's it's not only tracking the distance that they're covering, but it also you know, it's a GPS where that's where we get those like those, the heat maps that they put up on the screen to show show where they're where they're at on the ground. I mean, that's I think that's where they generate all that information from. Yeah, well, don't get me going on that. AFL is too bloody technical and too much, too much bullshit, too much overcoaching, too much complicated defense. At least I've improved it the last two years with that stand rule and the six 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 rule. Because honestly, mate, I've said this before: when you started watching AFL seven or eight years ago, uh-huh. it might have been at its worst. And I've said to you this before: it used to be way better. Well, it's starting to get back to a freer flowing better game like Collingwood play. Mm-hmm. And that's it's a lot of fun to watch. And then we head out to the uh and I saw the question asked is is it the the derby or derby in in WA which which pronunciation do they use there? Um oh I should I should know that. I think they Oh no, I I listen to the Perth boys. I should know that, but I say I say Derby, I think. Yeah. So I'm pretty yes. sure Adelaide, we say Derby. Yeah, somebody, so I saw somebody on Twitter said that, oh, we're not Victorian, so we say Derby. It's okay, like, okay. So, I, so Vic, yeah. Vic say Derby, do I, they? I, I guess, I guess so. You know, I'll, but uh, you got the Eagles hosting the Dockers. Um, the Eagles almost got past the Bombers last week, which would have been phenomenal <laughs> to see unless you're a Ruse supporter. 
because you know the I think the Ruse that you know even though they've they've you know tried to grow this year they've lost eighteen in a row and they thought well at least we're not the Eagles this year and the yeah. Eagles got really close to leapfrogging them there and saying here's another wooden spoon for you. Um, what are you thinking on this one? Well, they were ripping into Simpson on one of the football shows saying that he didn't put a player back in extra player back in defense when they're up because he didn't really want to win. I mean. Oh, that's, that's picking at straws, really. But oh, I don't know. I didn't see the end of the game. So but I do know they were trying to stir up some shit there. Oh, the Dockers, eh? Disappointing year. Yeah, they're favoured by 30. I think they'll win. But I think the Eagles might get closer than that. So take the Dockers. And uh, this Hayden Young gone into the middle. He's been very good, apparently. So Dockers should bounce back next year but terrible year for them yeah i think so i i'll be honest i went with the eagles this week oh wow i went i just i don't know why i just thought hey you know it's an eagles home game you know that the the eagle supporters are going to show up because it is Fremantle. um you know you've had a couple legendary players who have stepped away from the, the club i just i think there's kind of this perfect storm of we're going to get our act together this one week and and who knows, maybe maybe Simpson does do something like that, which you know keeps him in the Harley Reed uh, sweepstakes. I I don't know. I, I I I hope they don't tank. I didn't really factor that in, but now that you mentioned that, I I just God, you know, I, I I'm I'm with the Eagles, but uh... it's terrible, mate. Like I can't think, I can't believe that sport has got to this. I've said this before, but it's realistic. I mean, they want that number one pick. And sadly, it's realistic and it's gone towards Amer- American sports. But one of the shows I listened to this week, they went through all the all the things that Melbourne did back in about 2009, I believe, where the AFL came down on them. And, mm-hmm. and they really did pull off a lot of, lot of crap to, uh, to tank. So I don't like it, but I can somewhat understand it these days, sadly. So... Let me ask you this question. Do you think, and and you'll have to fill me in on the NHL, but you know, the NBA has their quote unquote draft lottery where, you know, if if you're one of the, the teams that holds a pick, that's not, you know, that's like one of the, the, the top picks that you have a percentage of, of opportunities to maybe get that top pick. You may not actually get it. So you might as well try to keep winning games. Would the AFL, would it be in their interest to do something like that as well? Yeah, absolutely, and they have they have talked about that. So yes, you want to have, I would say you want to have the bottom four teams only have yeah. a split a split type of percentage of who would get that. Yeah, that ball coming out of the bingo type yeah. journey that they do. Because I I watched a uh, the the A to Z footy YouTube channel did a a a piece on the VFL and how they used to do the zones in terms of yes. where they were able to re- and and how the zones would rotate every couple of years and that sort of thing and it was just it was fascinating because it it seemed like it, it, there were several clubs you know like the big clubs the the Richmonds the Essendons the Collingwoods just kept getting richer and richer at the expense of a lot of the the and Melbourne I guess would be um kept getting richer and richer at the expense of a lot of the other clubs during this and it was and it, it it was if you haven't seen it yet, I, I will link to it in the show notes, but it's a fascinating little video clip that uh 
that they put together. These guys do a lot of research. They don't put out a lot of content, but what they put out is is really, really well thought out and and well documented. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I grew up, we had zones in South Australia, and certain teams did have better areas. So yes, it was similar to that in the VFL in Victoria. All right. And then we head to the University of Tasmania, and I think this is maybe the last game in Tasmania this year. Uh, Hawthorne hosting the Bulldogs. Um, Hawthorne just, you know, kind of shredded the pies last week, uh, which was kind of fun to watch. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, they, they've done okay, haven't they? They seem to be yeah. doing okay with their, <clears throat> with their rebuild slash off-season tanking, getting rid of a couple of very good players, <laughs> but... Whirlpool and Newcomb are good young kids in the middle, absolutely. But yeah, great win over Collingwood, and they beat them out of centre clearances, eighteen to three. That's quite amazing against the powerhouse Collingwood midfield. Oh yeah, I'll take the Dogs to win. <clears throat> They're doing okay, eh? Um, going along very nicely. But uh, what happened in that Richmond Dogs game? Guys got caught throwing eggs onto the field. I heard about that. I presume that's the Richmond supporters, but I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Well <laughs> I'll take I'll take the dogs to win and cover the, the 13 and a half. This this was my second upset special in a row here. I went with Hawthorne in this one. Oh, wow. I don't know. Okay. I don't know why. I just I just I thought maybe the maybe the weather in Tasmania would, you know. Maybe away from the, you know, from Melbourne, it would be beneficial to the Hawks and maybe not so much to the Bulldogs. I don't know. And I thought maybe coming off of the high of having beaten the Pies, it might be work out for them. Not to mention the fact the Bulldogs really need to lose a game here or there to help out the Cats as well. So that's kind of why yeah, I went well, with I, them. <laughs> I'll be pretty confident to say the Dogs will not yeah, drop this one. You're probably they right. Need but, to win. Yeah, you're probably right. But uh, a boy can dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we got the saints hosting richmond uh at the at marvel stadium and uh of course demo won't be there and hopefully buddy or uh dusty does not you know get a lego piece stuck in one of his toes or something like that on the trip over there but uh what are your thoughts on this one? Oh, i could care less to be totally honest mate could care absolutely zero about this one okay saints favored by three and a half yeah i think they'll get a I think the Saints will win. It really is surprising to think that the Saints have stayed in the eight all year. Got to hand it to them. They don't. They play defensive and had some injuries. So good on Ross Lyon. Well, but I know I... one person. One person won't be there. The guy that touched up Marlon Pickett. Maybe he was asking him what sort of trouble he's in. But uh, I did hear finally what trouble Marlon Pickett was in, but I'm not going to mention that, obviously, just because, mm -hmm. you know, we can't talk about it. But, yeah, Tiger's not a fan. Dusty's back in. I can't believe they managed Dusty last week in an important game, but don't care really for either side. Hope the Saints win, though, probably. Yeah. I mean, I thought with, with – with you know, because Cochin's not even listed here. You know, he's announced his retirement, but, again, it's another one of those players that, hey, I'm stepping away from the game, but I'm doing it immediately, it seems like. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I just, you know, you, you played the game for many, many years. Is that, is that, you know, I was, I was a, I was a terrible, you know, I was, I was on the football team when I was in high school, but as I, as I've joked about before, I was, 
I was so far down on the depth chart that I needed scuba gear. I was horrible. <laughs> I was horrible. I was, I was awful. I sucked. I was bad. You know, I, uh, but how does that, how does that work from the mentality of that where, you know, you, you've been doing this for since like 2007 and then all of a sudden you decide, okay, I'm ready to be done and I'm going to have last week be when I'm done. I'm I'm going to, I'm just going to end it right now during, you know, before the season is up. And again, Richmond is still kind of battling and for a final spot. Now, I don't know if maybe Kachin comes back and plays the last two games of the season possibly, but it's just really, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I just, I can't always grasp but that, you know, that they've decided, okay, I'm ready to be done right this second. Well, he's been playing better. They reckon with the new coach coming. So yeah. No, I don't really know on that, mate. And, you know, sometimes they'll give a player an extra game or two because they have retired, but a lot of times your body just gives way. And yeah. with the, fit, the fitness needed in the AFL, you just can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm kind of feeling that with my with my summer job right now. So I'm going to be putting the <laughs> – uh, I'll be putting the icy hot on my back before I head out the door to work here in a little while. So, yeah, I went with St. Kilda on this one as well. And then we get to the the last game of the round, the one that I know you were most excited about, GWS heading to the Adelaide Oval to, to face off against the Power Pap Smears, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> a lot, and again, the extended the extended interchanges are are listed right now, so we don't know exactly who's going to be back in. But uh, what's your take on this one? Well, I was surprised that. Port Adelaide, they won the uh, center clearances plus seven over your cats. And I did watch the last quarter of that game. Nah, they got some injuries. McKenzie's out now, so another one. They do have Aaliyah Aaliyah coming back in and a few others. But this is what I heard yesterday on Adelaide Radio. There's some sickness at Port Adelaide, the flu bug or whatever. So players weren't training and a couple of players were kept away from the team. Port Adelaide were favoured by 15, now at 11. So that's probably why. I'm going for the upset here. Port Adelaide are not playing well. Injuries. I'm going to go for the Giants here. And wow. I have seen them win at Adelaide Oval. So let's hope the Giants get it done. Okay. I mean, that's that, that would be... That would certainly make things interesting. Uh, it would make that Hawks-Bulldogs game even more important as a Cat supporter. Uh, for me, you know, cause I, I, just, it's, I don't, man, I, I don't know. They've got, uh, cause they've got, they finish up, they've got the saints and the bulldogs coming up the last two rounds yet as well. But, uh, and I think both Who of those. Who did you are, go for? Who did you go for? Oh, I went for port. I didn't know about okay. the, the illness stuff going on mm -hmm. there. So I went with port on this one. I just, I mm -hmm. just think that I, I don't know. They've lost several games in a row and I just thought, you know, at home, they're not going to, uh, they're not going to fall apart there. So, I, well, see, I I, pur <clears throat> I purposely went for a few roughies this week because halfway through the year I was right up there leading a couple of the competitions, but I've dropped off all these yeah. crazy upsets. I didn't pick them, so I'm like, I don't know, I'm six or seven behind the leaders. So that's one reason I yeah. But why not go for broke? I'm not going to win it anyway. So let's see what happens. Well, there you go, there you go. So, um. Are you ready to try your hand at a, well, at a little bit more of your uh, your native uh, terminology? 
Yeah, well, Tim on Twitter, I mean, X, um, Aussie lad, he reckons he went five yeah. and five last week, so good yeah. on him. But okay. like I was saying before we started, if Americans are going to Australia, maybe the ones I get wrong, maybe they don't want to say that in Australia because they might make it idiots of themselves. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Now, the first one, I, th I think this one's going to be an easy one. I think this is going to be an easy one. What is a tin arse? A tin arse. A tin arse? Uh-huh. Nope. Never heard of it. Not an easy one at all. Okay. And um, let me, a tin arse. No, I can't even it, take a it, guess at that, to be it, totally it, honest. It said to be lucky. To be lucky was to be a tin arse. Oh, what's the relevance there? I don't know. I... A lot of these, lot of these sayings will often rhyme, yeah. like a Noah's Ark is a shark and things like that, right? Yeah, the Joe Blake the snake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, and going back to that, when you talked about Joe Blake snake, it it didn't. It actually meant physical snake. It didn't mean like a a snake of a person. Yeah, I, I didn't think it meant that, but yeah, that makes sense. So, because you guys have a few snakes in Australia. Oh, I hate them, mate. I absolutely <laughs> hate them. Oh, All right. They're the devil, mate. They're the devil. All right. The second one. The second one. London to a brick. London to a brick. Yeah, I, think... I know that one, but I've been away so long. Okay. I I would know it as London far away or something. It Long way away, far when away. I looked it up, when I looked it up, it said something that is a very strong probability. I tried to bring in a a a a, a, a wagering type thing in there. <laughs> wow, something London, that's a very strong yeah, probability. Yeah, I have I have heard of it, but there we go. Twenty five years in Canada. All right, oh yeah, zero two, but I don't care. It's just interesting. There you go. Okay, the third one. Flat out like a lizard drinking. <laughs> yeah that just like explains a... it yeah that's it that's it flat out like a lizard drinking yeah that's it that's it <laughs> <laughs> well the 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 uh the dictionary online when i looked that one up it said to to not be busy or to be not busy right okay yes yes which uh neither one of us know much about that i i'm i am overwhelmed right now and uh it's uh yeah okay this one i am completely confident you're going to get this one okay what is a yabo y-o-b-b-o uh well there's quite a few of them around here as well <laughs> a yabo is just like a oh how can we say it similar to um a trailer park boy, a redneck, uh, just a yobbo, just an idiot, just dresses like crap, just just a yobbo, yeah, just an idiot, just just a yobbo. It's kind of a diss, and someone that's a yobbo, very common saying. Yeah, well, you know, uh, yes, it, it's an uncultured person. So I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the, the trailer park boys, which I'm assuming you have watched that series. Oh, very funny. Yes, it's very funny. Ricky Julian, oh yeah. 
Oh, I, I've watched it through at least twice. And I, and I actually, I, I discovered that series, um, one day from actually one of my students who unfortunately passed away. Um, he had it on his, he had Netflix on during like study hall and was watching this. And I just was looking over his shoulder for just a moment. And I was like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> and he explained it to me and I went home and, uh, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, how many is that four? We got one more. Yeah. You're over four. I mean, I, I pulled up some, uh, no, I got some... one. I got your both. Oh, that's right. You need to get Yabo. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you're one for four. Yes. Flat out okay. like a lizard drinking. Yeah. I, I kind of got that, but no, no. All right. I'll take one. Okay. The last one. Ducks guts. Ducks guts. Ducks guts. Yes. Ducks no, guts. No, I don't know. But I'm going to have to have a guess, aren't I? Ducks guts. Wow. That, that, that event that just took place was the ducks guts. Oh, something that's bad? Opposite. Something that's superlative or outstanding. Duck's guts is outstanding. Duck, so how ducks, does that work? What's that got uh, to do with the duck's guts? Uh, uh, maybe some foie gras. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, I'm getting worse. I went one for five this week. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if for those of you who have not experienced Trailer Park Boys, and you should, you know, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Ricky was, you know, Ricky had a way with words, you know, things like a link is only as, as long as your longest strong chain, as opposed to a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Yeah. Um, can you give me a bit of credit as a, you know, would be, can you give me a bit of prejudice? Right. Um. <laughs> and did you know Mr. Leahy died? Yes, ago? I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, Oh, there's some classics like Julian's always got a, a glass of rum, rum and coke. or whatever. Yes, rum and coke. In his hand. And, and, oh, yeah. I, and, I, uh, I, the other fella loves his burgers. Randy loves his burgers. Yep. He never got his shirt on. That's hilarious. You know, I used to look a little bit like Randy, but I, I would never advertise my, my love for burgers quite as much as he did. Um, as you might yeah. have mentioned this before, but there's an Aussie show filmed in the western suburbs of Sydney. It's called Howzo's. And it's okay. kind of similar to Trailer Park Boys. It's pretty funny. I've not seen that one. No. Is that Houses? Yeah, Houses. Okay. You'll have to send. I'll have to see if I can find that one. Um, but hey, man. Uh, any yeah. other bits of insight before we wrap up here, and we'll find out where we can find your work and what you've got going on here as well. No, I'm pretty good. Just uh, you know, maybe Karma come back and got Port Adelaide with that cheating with a concussion a few weeks ago because I've lost four in a row. That's uh, and you you hate seeing that, right? You know, as a Crow supporter, you you want everything good to happen for your 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 uh club that you share the stadium with, right? You want good things yeah. to happen to them. The right. only good thing about that <laughs> club is the. The only good thing about them is they play a decent song before they start in excess. It's one of my favorite bands ever. Well, there you go. There you go. So, hey, man, where can people find your work? And uh, what have you, what irons have you got in the fire right now? Yeah, TV and Edmonton Cricket TV. And I did put a segment up, not of you and I talking, but how you and I talked about it last week. So I put that up with your logo. Um, at the start of the International 
cricket segment because we talked about the major league cricket last week. And mm-hmm. then obviously Friday night on New York based Sports Grid TV. So you get that on YouTube, Sirius XM, channel 159 at about 8.25 Eastern. We run through the AFL with Gabe Renzi, who's out in Vancouver. Outstanding, outstanding. And I do have, I haven't confirmed the date yet, but I actually do have uh, uh, a confirmation to sit down with the the vice president of marketing for Major League Cricket for the podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very so. Cool. I've reached out to him. He lives in Denver, um, but I've made a connection with him and I'm going to get him on here hopefully really, really soon uh, as well as I've uh, I've not confirmed the date yet because I've not heard back from her. But the lady who's like the minister of sport for the Northern Territories, oh, talk wow. a little bit, talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, the, the possibility of, you know, the 20th license in the Northern Territories and, you know, um, how, you know, was it was it cans or time was cans that kind of threw their hat in the ring and said hey we want to be the 20th license oh no chance nah nah look nah not enough people not too much rugby but a very good friend of mine who i play with at woodville Stuart totham mm-hmm. he's from darwin and i actually played against him when i was up there and he was very young and he yeah. actually was in charge of the nt afl for quite a few years, he he's not now, but up until a year or two ago, he was the top boy up there in charge. So there's a good contact I've got as Outstanding. well. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. It's I've, I have, that's one of the things, you know, I've, I've loved this summer job that I'm doing for what it is hopefully going to allow me to do next year. But as you said, I'm getting old. Um, you know, I, I actually called off from my shift from work on Sunday this past weekend because and I called off, I had to be at work at six. I called off at midnight because I could, I could not stand up straight. My back was so screwed up and I spent the day taking Tylenol like they were M&Ms and uh, alternating between cold packs and ice packs and the massage gun and that sort of thing. And I finally got it loosened up and uh, it's a little sore today. So I'm sure it's going to be really sore tomorrow. And I've got, uh, I have the day off from, that job but then i have to be at the uh stadium to announce that on friday nights we have our first two soccer games of the year and in real life i don't watch soccer other than our our school teams play because i i just i'm i'd much rather watch yeah although yeah i, I did enjoy the ted lasso series uh well, you, that was a you lot better of you better take some advice from those lizards and be flat out like a lizard drinking mate you need to take it easy mate i i am i've got to get if i get through tuesday I survive through Tuesday, I'm good because then I've got uh I'll I'll be working, I'll be back to my teaching job the following week, but then I'll be working like just Sundays at the amusement park for like seven or eight hours. Yeah. And and once, you know, once they get to what they call their Halloween weekends or Hallow weekends, they're actually uh they actually bump up your pay during those those days by uh like a third. So it'll be 20 bucks an hour for those days, which right. is going to be nice. So I'm, I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm pocketing all this money and hoping to use it for that trip. We'll see if my daughter's car holds up long enough for her to, you know, graduate from college. It may end up getting rerouted there, unfortunately, but uh, I yeah, hope you don't want to overdo survives. it. You don't, you don't, you're getting older, mate. You don't want to overdo it. And, you know, I'm a bit the same. I need to, uh, I need to take it easy. And 
And maybe it's the 7 a.m. in the morning that I didn't get that flat out like a lizard drinking. I should have known that because it is a quite a, it is quite a common saying. So yeah, maybe Tim's Tim's gonna diss me for that one. But yeah, you might flat out like a lizard drinking. Yeah, and lizards, oh man, they can freak you out in Australia, especially the sleepy lizards that lie on the hot roads. Eh? Wow, that freaked my girlfriend out when she saw some of them. And do, and do you do you do your best to avoid running them over with the car when you're driving, or do you just see how loud they pop? <laughs> well, you're not gonna if there's a car coming the other way, you're not gonna oh, yeah. swerve, obviously. Yeah. But if the road if the road's free, yeah, you'll 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 avoid them. But quite a few get do get run over. Absolutely, I bet, and that makes the it makes the birds happy, doesn't it? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Well, hey, mate. Have a great uh, rest of the week. Um, fingers crossed your crows pull it off. I know you are not convinced that things are going to go well from this from them this week because, yeah, they're facing Brisbane up at the Gabba. But uh, who knows? Maybe they're going to surprise us. Because yeah, well, this... they often get off to a very quick start, the crows. So hopefully yeah. they do and keep it going. And, yeah, if they're on ballers, if they're on ballers, get it first. And Tex Walker plays well. They can beat them up there. But oh, yeah. and, and, uh, and... Brisbane are tough. The, the you know the interesting thing about this is that it's these last three weeks i mean this the way this season is going right now i mean you legitimately you know there are still 14 clubs that are legitimately could say we might be able to make finals and and the league has to be thrilled about that because it means that the games that are still being played most of them still have some importance to them so that might bring in you know it might get people to show up at the games to buy tickets it's going to get people watching on television listening on radio whatever and i think that's a good thing overall for the game yeah it is a good thing it is a good thing but then they'll be pretty pissed off that north melbourne and the eagles are so disgusting and two of the worst teams ever in the afl slash vfl yeah yep well hey man Get yourself to work. Have a great day. Stay safe, uh, and don't uh, don't take any wooden wombats from anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, catch you later, man. Cheers. All right, Mick. Hey, man. Thanks for uh, popping up this morning. Uh, sorry for my voice crackling a little bit there. It's a little bit of a sixty-year-old puberty, I guess I've got going on here. Um, I uh, I'm. I'm pretty excited about these last three rounds. It should be some exciting football. I'm getting back to some normalcy. My my regular job starts back up here in about a week and a half. Um, I'm realizing that I'm 60 years old because I've, I've worked my tail off this year and I've put a lot put aside some money for this this trip that I'm hopefully making next year. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm that's the plan. Of course, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, you know, sometimes things may get in the way. We shall see if that's the case or not. Um, but those are the tips for 20 to, uh, for round 22. You'll have to let me know where you think I'm right or wrong. I have a feeling some of you are going to think I'm wrong on several of them, including the first game. Look out for one another. Check up on your friends, everybody. Let them know you're okay. Find out if they're okay. Go out and get that coffee. Go out and support some local footy if you get the opportunity to do so. I know a lot of those... Uh, fixtures are coming to an end here very soon remember you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website at yankonthefooty.com i do hope you'll get on the mailing list there 
So when new episodes come out, they'll be in your inbox very shortly after they've been released. If you want to leave a review, that would be a huge help as well. I do have some interviews that are in the works, and once my schedule becomes a little bit more stabilized, uh, I'm going to be able to jump back into those. I am going to be also starting my most memorable game series back up, so if you have a game that is one you can ne- you're never going to forget, reach out to me by email, yankonthefootiegmail.com, or, or register as a guest over on my website, and tell me about it, because I would love to get you on and, and spend some time talking about that game and share your experiences. If you want to help out the podcast, you can do that. That Buy me a coffee button, of course. Uh, you can check out the stuff on my uh, Redbubble page as well. That My store page is there. I'm going to have a few new designs coming up pretty soon as well. You can find me on all my socials, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, at Yank underscore on. Folks, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate the feedback over on social media. And enjoy the footy this week. And as always, never double kick, never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 281 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye.